We are family. Oh, my brothers, sisters, and me. I said that we are family. Hey, hey, hey. Get up, everybody. And sing. Welcome to Brother the Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. Joining me tonight, live north of Boston, my brother, Reggie Carson. Yeah, this is the second time we did it live, and I guess this time we did it in your house. Yep, we uh, flip-flopped Reg as punishment for being unavailable last week to record. Um, Had to fly all the way up here. And it's the worst kind of punishment because uh, today I did the Freedom Trail, and I'm a big history buff, so I got to do that. Then I got to do a little showing off about my history skills and explaining why certain things were important. So, yeah. And then be on the beach for like three days. So, yeah, it's the worst kind of punishment. Oh, yeah. The ultimate punishment will be coming on the 4th when he's forced to sit in the sand and sun, eating delicious food, having cold drinks, drinking liquor out of a watermelon. I'll just be cursing myself eating that chicken teriyaki that you're going to be making. Why? Why? But in all seriousness, um, welcome to Brother to Brother, episode 45. We were off last week. Schedules just didn't come together, and we were living life too hard. But we are back with a new episode. Uh, we missed you guys as well. And we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to get right into it. It's the uh, first podcast of the month, so we're going to do some little podcast roundup. Um, my top five real quick, Culture Kings, Daily Zeitgeist, Do Go On, Ologies, and uh, Yo, Is This Racist? And I, I wanted to put in these two um, podcasts I started listening to. Because uh, I was looking for some new stuff. Uh, so these are like honorable mentions. But uh, Geek Wars and Committed. And Geek Wars is this one I found by total accident. It's like this weird trivia podcast where they get these two groups together. Uh, well, two two teams. Two teams of two. And then different questions based on uh, like geeky categories. Like the, the ones that I've been listening to. The first two. Um, there was... Uh, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, a miscellaneous character category. Then there was like um, Pokemon and like Harry Potter. And then like each team chooses like medium, hard, or or easy question. And it's it's really interesting because like it's one of those things where like as a geek, I'm like, there's some of those things that like one one question was um what's the name of Archer's dog on on uh, Enterprise, and they just couldn't get it. I was like, Porthos. I'm in the car screaming, yeah. Porthos, Porthos. It's just like a repeat of that Sputnik commercial. Yeah. Sputnik, Sputnik, Sputnik. Skylab. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then Committed is this one that I don't know that I'm actually going to keep listening to. But I mean, it's an interesting one because it's about uh, these, I guess, about relationships and, and marriages and like unconventional marriages. What got me into it was. Um, the trailer and they were uh, one couple was one of those 50 first dates kind of couple because yeah the lady with amnesia yeah the lady yeah. has amnesia and i was like oh i'll check it out so that's when it got me in and then they did a episode about um swingers no not yet <laughs> um you know it's coming <laughs> right it probably is but they did one on uh 
this couple that were at the Boston Marathon when the bombing happened mm. and they both lost their legs. Well, one lost one leg, but and the other lost both legs. And it was just yeah. about how, you know, they were together and they were in love and all that. And then this happened and it was like trying to learn to be themselves again and at the same time having to rely on each other. And then the last one I listened to was this one where this homeless guy just hit on this chick and then she was like yeah and he was like come back here next saturday and we'll have a date we'll go out on a date and like he's just homeless dude and she came back and they ended up getting married and it was it was an interesting conversation and i was like so i think i I might stick with it i think what might keep me there is the fact that it's like 20 minutes long oh damn you convinced me i'm in (laughs) yeah it's not it's not too long so no, I'm definitely in. I the I did want to listen to the uh, amnesia one after you mentioned that someone else had mentioned it on another podcast. Um, but yeah, no, that I want to listen to that homeless one. I've yeah. got to hear that. That guy, big dick energy, as people have been talking about. <laughs> um, I'll give you my top five real quick. Reg and I share a number one. Culture Kings has just crushed the competition. It right. I wait for that one. Like just as soon as it's available, I'm on it. Um, Sword and Scale still there. Daily Zeitgeist. And number five, I wrote down Serial, but it's really the Dolph. I listened to it a couple of days ago, and I was laughing so hard. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I listened to one episode that had me laughing so hard I had to pull over the car um, while I was driving. So, it's there. But Serial is really working its way in. The, um... The case that they're covering is very interesting. There's so many what-ifs and so many possibilities. Uh, it's a podcast I would suggest. Um, if you're a true crime person, it might bore you, but they do a good job of not being very long. The first episode's like an hour long, but the um, all the episodes after that are all like 34 minutes. I listened to the first season of Serial because everyone was talking about it. It was like you had to listen to it, so I did. But then I got to the end and it was just like, I, I guess... With my true crime, I like a true crime where there's a conclusion. There's a conclusion. And that's why just Serial Season 2 came around. I was like, mm. And then they did, um, I think they did Bo Bergdahl for Season, for season two? 2. And I was like, I just, I don't care about that guy. There's nothing about his story that I find interesting. No, he kind of fucked himself. Um, I, uh, uh one, have you listened to Dirty, not Dirty John, you, you were only two media. Have you listened to Young Charlie, the Charles Manson one? No. Will you go listen to it? Of all the podcasts you've made I've me got, listen to, I've, I've got so many podcasts. There are only like six episodes. It's really good. If you like, you like Dirty John, right? You like the yes. way it was done. Then you will love this one, and, and it's I will interesting. check it out. I guess because like another one that people keep saying you need to listen to is uh, Atlanta Monster. And... Um, I, so Atlanta Monster I like because it's not what you think it is. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this black guy got screwed by the by this potential institution. There are some real legitimate questions where, um, while I was watching a, a listen watch watching while I was listening to Atlanta Monster, um, there were about five episodes in a row where I changed who I thought was guilty or who I thought had what had happened because there's some evidence that seems minuscule, but in looking at it from the big picture it's it's so important yet there's also other things that seem so important that by the end you're like that shit never mattered 
It's a really good one. But you should go listen to Young Charlie. The the thing I like about Young Charlie is it's that you get so much of a backstory around, and you get a lot of the backstory of what he was doing before he went batshit crazy, which it's super interesting. Yeah. The Beach Boy episodes alone, the two episodes in the middle where they're talking about his interaction with the Beach Boy dress, it will blow your fucking mind. I'm telling you, you'll be like, what the fuck? These, you'll be like, man, the shit that went down in the psychedelic era and the years after it. I just, I just don't, I don't understand the love affair with around the true crime folks. I think there are more interesting people out there. BTK is more interesting. No, see, the thing about BTK, John Wayne Gacy, no, is more interesting. they're more brutal. But the thing about the thing about Charles Manson is just again, this is the reason why you should listen to this. Like, he's charismatic. He's a charismatic in the way one. He was just a charismatic personality. But he's also charismatic in the sense that, like, he's one of those dudes who literally came from nothing. But he's and, a and crazy guy who got a microphone and convinced a bunch of chicks to kill some people. See, that's the reason why you need to listen to it. It's more than that. Like, you... Is it more than that, it though? It is more than that. It is more than that. You, I'm telling you. Listen to the story. There are a bunch of Charlie Mances like that living on a bunch of streets Rich. all across America. Rich. You who just... You haven't even listened to it. Okay. Listen to the podcast. Okay. Come back to that. Okay, I will. I'll give you that one. Um, and speaking of podcasts, very soon I will be releasing a new podcast, um, completely different from Tempe's World. It's called Getting Ranked. Uh, it's basically I sit down with a couple of guests and we discuss a general topic and then we rank that topic appropriately. Um, I've done uh, what we did the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. I've uh, done a recording with the Batman villains, and I've done some some other episodes. So, pretty diverse array of topics, um, lots of different guests, guests, well, lots of different guests. Um, it's uh, it's a great um, show, and I think you all enjoy it. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Like, I know you've been talking about it for a bit, and I was like, you gotta get this done because, like, there's so many. Sh- not so many podcasts, but there are some podcasts out there where like they never, I've never seen one that's really good because they don't seem to take the, I mean, it, it is for fun, but they, they don't take it all that seriously. It's like, it's just a, a way for them to tell a bunch of jokes, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that you're doing it with uh, different guests means that you get different perspectives. As opposed to, like, there's some I know where it's just the two guests, I mean, two hosts. So it's always from their perspectives. You kind of always tell where they're going to come down, you know. But, like, I think the one that we were doing, the Batman villain one, um, not going to spoil it, but there were a couple of times where I I changed my opinion on things because just the conversation was just really that interesting. And it's not just always ranking like one through ten you know like on the batman one we did uh a club that you were trying to open up in gotham and like who would get into this this villain club like like a a, uh almost like an interview process you know like you're you're filling out your vip section so it's gonna be a different podcast and i'm gonna try and always keep it fresh with the guests as well as with the topics you know we'll be doing everything from the best light beer to the best barbecue sauce and based on some um, Twitter discussion lately, it seems sandwich like wars. seems like we're gonna have to have a sandwich war, cause people have some crazy ideas about the best sandwich shops, and we're not talking about your mom and pop shops. We know they're amazing yeah. places with their fresh bread, you know, freshly cut meat, farm to table stuff. We're talking about your commercial fast food 
sandwich shops, and people who are talking about Subway being great are out of their mind. It's Team Jersey Mike all day. Every day. Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons we're talking about it is we hope that if you're listening to this, that, that you'll reach out and try to get on because, like, John wants to have different topics and different guests. And, um, yeah, so if you're interested, if you've got something that you want to rank or something that you're passionate about, please reach out, contact us. Or contact Jonathan, rather. And um, last but not least, uh, for those of you who are fans of the Cinema Chat podcast, or who follow Reggie, a.k.a. Hedonis, or Brett, a.k.a. X. Mountain, Malcolm, Malak. Um, you And Rob F1. And Rob F1, although he hasn't quite joined the league yet. Yeah, I don't know, unless he's that new guy that we I'm trying to figure fly out. All, uh, incognito. I would be so pissed if that's him, and he just... Because, like, this this week, I, I came in dead last, like... I'm not going to say... Took that L. I took the L, and it was not a pretty showing. Um, but, yeah, so whoever came in first came in with some, some big balls right there. Yep, not even naming themselves on yeah. the board, trying to be mysterious shadow-like figure. We're talking about the Fantasy Movie League. Um, definitely go ahead, check on Twitter, Cinema Chat Podcast, or, like I said, one of the three hosts. Uh, you definitely want to get in on that. It's It's a really cool thing to think about, you know, which movies are going to do best and how to spread the money, the limited budget that you have. Um, this week I am coming, I'm coming for the crown. So everyone better look out. And this mystery guy who's in them, who's in first place last week, that shit ends Friday, I guess. I think this week is, uh, it's, it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. Cause I think there this week, there's a certain formula that you have to choose. And, and this is going to come out, I don't know when we're going to release this episode, but... Probably Thursday. Yeah. I'm going to say the right six. now, uh, if if you put Ant-Man and the Wasp in your movies... You lost. You lost. You lost. You lost. You done <laughs> fucked up. A-A-Ron. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's just too cost too much. That's same basically what happened when The Incredibles came out the first week. People picked that stuff, and that stuff blew up in their hands. So, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what my lineup is. You're just going to have to watch me cruise the first place yeah because right now you're in second in the league i think that's right two weeks in two silver medals i'm not happy about that but i'm coming for the gold yeah i'm fourth in the second week what says how good his first week was to go to be in fourth no i think it's because not everybody was in the league i mean it's i i wonder if it's counting when people weren't in that's a good question if so we'll have to find the total tallies and sorry subtracting yeah. people so because it goes by seasons too. It's like summer, fall, winter, and spring. Huh. So I think you know. I think this one, this summer, is going to be just, you know, a trial run, and then we'll get Move it together. It, get it moving yeah. forward. Might maybe throw some money on that one. Hell yeah, man! Do some bets. You know, buy fine wine and ship it across the country to the winner. Do something. Yeah. Winner picks the prize. I don't know. Um. Well, enough of that. Uh, we're going to talk real quick about just some things going on in the news because a lot of stuff happened while we were gone. Uh, we're not going to obviously touch on everything, but uh, we'll just start with the World Cup. You know, we went through the um, through the group stages, we're into the knockout rounds. I am in a World Cup pool, and I was in first place going into it. However, I lost Spain day one, and I had them in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Brazil... 
playing on the opposite end, so I still have a little bit of firepower left. But Belgium won, and a couple people picked them, so I in the lead now. I don't think it's going to hold. It's hard to lose your champion game yeah. one. So much disappointment in me. I'm losing uh, to some people who don't even know soccer. That's the worst part. Right, and and like, like we said, it's been going on for a while. So like this World Cup, we're in the what is it? Quarter well, quarterfinals. Basically, getting into the quarterfinals. Down to the last eight. Um, there are uh, twelve teams because it's it's Tuesday. So technically, Tuesday, yeah. uh, four more teams need to play with two being eliminated. So the twelve teams, um, no, ten teams. Six have advanced. I'll just say this. Yeah, ten teams. Six Argentina sh- should not have made it through. I was really disappointed with uh, Nigeria. Nigeria game. Oh, them and Senegal. Nigeria. I was rooting for them hard because, like I said, I always pick an underdog, and I pick like one of the African countries typically. Always. And um, Nigeria, the they were they were playing to they were playing to stay in the tournament. They weren't playing to win. Yeah, and when you play not to lose, you always well, lose. You always lose. What did Herm Edwards say? We play to win the game. They did not listen. And I was I was disappointed. They got knocked out, and they, they should not have. Yeah. That's basically the way I feel, again, to harp on Spain. Obviously, it's because I may potentially lose only $20, but still. Um, but just they have one of the best keepers in the world. They have so much top-level players from both veterans and young guys. They just looked flat. They looked, they lacked creativity. And you know who's to blame? The head of their soccer federation for firing the national coach just because he took a job at Real Madrid that everyone knew he was going to take without quote unquote consulting them. That's like a pride move. And this team that hadn't lost in like seven or eight straight matches uh, goes down and doesn't look good at all in the tournament. Uh, that motherfucker should be fired. Yeah, and it doesn't help that they're going up against the roid rage to Russia. Exactly, man. Those guys are just <laughs> hopped up on vodka and human growth hormone. Okay, and before before we move on, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> don't come after me, Putin. Don't you dare. <laughs> but um, well, we were talking about this. We were lo- talking about how it sucks that the best sport in the world is governed by the most corrupt body in the world. And I'm like, I don't even know right now if I can watch the 2020 games. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Or 2022. 2022. Because, well, I mean, listen. Qatar basically, I don't care that they bought the the, the games because everyone does that. That's how shit's done. Okay, and I, I don't really have a problem because it's like, I don't care where it's played. I don't know what these guys get out of it. It's like the Olympics where the host country always loses money on mm-hmm. it. But uh, the problem I have is like they basically use slave labor to build all these stadiums. And I think the, I think what's going to be interesting is the fact that people are going to be playing 100 some odd degree weather. Well, there's talk about moving it to the winter to make it cooler, but then that fucks up everything for the European leagues, and I'm hoping that's not going to happen. But, I mean, is it going to be that much cooler in mm-hmm. the desert? It's like 30 degrees cooler. The, and the thing about it is, for the players, it's not going to be so tough because they're going to dome all of their stadiums. It's just the oh. people in the stadiums and getting to the stadiums. You're going to have people falling out trying to walk from yeah. the town to the stadium. 
Um, unless they're going to dome an entire city, which that shit would be interesting to yeah, see. Probably got the money to do it. Yeah, and the slave the labor to build it. What? To do it. Yeah, so, like, I just don't, like, I don't know if I can, in good conscience, watch it. Because, I mean, we know, we've known for years that they were using slave labor to, to build this thing and, mm-hmm. and get this thing. And I just don't know that I could, in good conscience, watch that. People dying over soccer to make money for people who already have billions of dollars. Yeah. It seems to be the way of the world. Um, uh, you and I have been playing a lot of PUBG lately. Yeah, uh, PUBG put out this, this new map, and then with the new map, they put out this, uh, what is it, like a season pass thing? Mm-hmm. And, and what's lovely about it is that it comes with dailies and all these quests and missions to do, and because, I mean, PUBG is fun, but, um, it's one of those things that you play with your squad, your boys, and whatnot, and you just play for fun. But you, you would get those crates, which give you jack shit. Yeah. But, so there's really no point in playing after, you know, you got a little fun thing. But with these dailies, it's actually fun to do. Like, they, they've got some weird ones, like, um, uh, refuel a, a vehicle ten times. So, like, I've, I've been running around picking up gas cans, which I never touch, and just finding a vehicle, sitting in that thing, and, and fueling it to get that, that quest done. But then there are other ones, like, you know shoot somebody get a headshot from 300 um, meters away or something mm-hmm. like that um so it, it's it has i think it's dramatically improved the gameplay because i think you see people playing it in a different way oh yeah you definitely see people like i saw this one guy um who i squatted up with and we he and i and two other guys like merc um a team of like three or four i think there might have been three when we got there Mm-hmm. We kill these guys, and so we're like stripping these guys, and then we're all like SKS over here, you know. When most of us already have guns, and he's just like, "If you have any SMG attachments, let us know." And I'm like, "Well, I got this suppressor I just took off of this UMP I dropped," and he's like, "Awesome." And then you know, we we run up on another group, we lose one guy, he's still with us, and um, one of the guys finds just like, "You you trying to do some dailies?" And he's like. Yeah, I gotta kill three people with an SMG on this map, so I'm so close. Yeah, I mean, that that SMG daily was, it taught me a different way to play because I I killed three people with a Tommy gun, and I was impressed with myself. I told you, you get a sign, listen, you find silencers for the SMGs all the time. You get an extended mag uh, on a Tommy gun with a silencer, that's 50 rounds of silenced bullets. It doesn't do shit at distance, but when you get in close, yeah. especially inside of a building, you will shred a room. Shred a room. I, and that's what happened because I, I went through one. I went through a window, and then I hear a boom, and this guy hit me with a shotgun blast. But it was just enough to to I it wasn't enough to yeah, kill me. And I unloaded him. Yep. I put him down, and I was like, "This was awesome." With like, the bullets to spare, right? Because usually I'm a I'm a distance guy. You give me a sniper rifle, I'm a happy camper. But now, uh, it's like a different way to play, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, PUBG's had its problems, but uh, they did they, well on this. Yeah, one. they've been rounding in, in they've been rounding into shape. Um, but let's get into some real news. Yeah, uh, real quick, Kennedy Justice Kennedy is going to retire. Uh, I think we're going to hold off talking about that in any kind of depth because not only is it kind of fresh, but uh, 
I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what happens next because Trump is going to try and put in somebody who's pro-life and will overturn Roe versus Wade. But then there's all this weird stuff going on about weird connections with Trump and, and Trump's son and Kennedy. No, it's Kennedy's son. Kennedy's and, son and, and Trump. And Evidently, Kennedy's son's company gave Trump like a multi-million or billion-dollar right. loan. With no real understanding of why. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're just giving this guy a no strings attached loan to a guy who is known for losing people. Yeah, and this was at a time when nobody was giving him in the money. Western world was giving him money, which, you know, I, I understand that that happened, but I don't know what that has to do with Justice Kennedy So just yet. It's just one of those weird ties things. So it's, the I guess the company that he works for is largely based in Europe and mm-hmm. largely connected with Russian people. So they think that... So, I mean, because this is one of the general conspiracies about the whole ties, of, the Russian ties with with um, with Trump. It's not so much that he has... So what, Russia got Kennedy off the bench? Is that what they're trying to say? No, Kennedy just might be an American face to funnel, to funnel money through. I Kennedy, I legitimately believe, wants to retire. I don't okay. think I don't think there's anything funny about that. Oh, so but his son is gonna funnel money. But because well, I mean, this, because his son has this weird connection with him, it's all shrouding whether or not Trump. Because here's the thing: if if Mueller find, can say that there is a connection between Trump, Russia, and Kennedy's son, they could say maybe he shouldn't fill this seat. Oh, okay. Maybe he. It should be someone else who doesn't. That, that's some. It's, it's weird. That's some weird shit. You well, know I mean, that that's that's one of those things you go down and you see some guy with a board and a bunch of red string and mm-hmm. you're like, this guy connects. It. Well, that's the big thing. Um, a lot of people have said, and this is a conspiracy theory, that um the thing the deal with Trump is not so much that he and Putin are best friends, as much that Trump when he was bankrupt was basically the only pre- people who would give him money were Russian gangsters and organized crime, and that Trump basically may have run projects to funnel and clean their money. Right, and I mean, I think that's obvious. What question is, is Mueller going to find it? But I mean, I I don't think there was any collusion because from what we've seen about his campaign and what we've seen about his presidency, there's just nobody competent enough to collude. I, I do think that... I think there were attempts to collude. Yeah, I think there were attempts. And I think the Russians were just like... You guys are just two keystone cops exactly. with this. and we're Right, shit. you're like... You're if you us- were smarter about it... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, so I think the money laundering thing is gonna be... What brings him down, if anything brings him down. But I guess that remains to be seen. Or whatever skeletons Cohen has. Yeah. But, yeah. um... Real quick, in, in old news, permanent permanent Patty, uh, another person calling the police on, on black folks and, over stupid and, shit. And listen, um, this is a thing that I have friends who live down south and a few conservative friends who are always just like, yo, it's not as if you know the liberal places aren't racist too. And I'm like, I always tell them, yeah, they, they got their issues. And I live in Boston, and, and it's thought to be a progressive bubble, and it's pretty progressive here, but it's still racist as fuck here as well. Oakland, San Francisco, these places are supposed to be hippie commune, liberal, bubble, like, yo, you guys need to calm your shit down, because you have the barbecue, Becky, you got Permanent Patty, both in Oakland, you have this woman in San Francisco, um, 
calling the police on a black firefighter who's doing his job. Um, and like now the, like the head, the uh, head of his fire station is like, you know, I may be, I may canvass with him while he does his job because I'm afraid that someone else will take it into their own hands thinking that he's a, a threat just because yeah. a racist as fuck. I mean, this guy was, so in San Francisco firefighter department, one of their jobs is, um, when spring turns to summer, uh, they go and they check the vegetation around people's homes just because California has fires. And one of the ways that can cause a big fire is a bunch of dry brush. One house sits on fire, which sits another one, sits another one. So they made people cut it. They find people they don't, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. This dude was in a uniform. So firefighter t-shirt, firefighter pants with an emblem on it, emblem on his shirt, emblem on his pants. Checking in this guy's yard, and the guy said because he was wearing tennis shoes, he seemed suspicious. And so the guy was like, and as he walked in, the guy's just like, firefighter, just checking your stuff. And so the guy comes out, he's like, you know, what are you doing right here? My problem? He's like, I'm a firefighter, I'm just doing my job, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, show me your firefighter. And he's like, well, here's my, here's my badge with my whatchamacallit, and there's a fucking fire truck right across the street. Dude drove a fire truck to the doggone thing. Like... See, the, the, I think one of the biggest problems, too, is, like, when you call the police on black folks, you know what's been going on in the news lately. There's a chance that something might go wrong if the wrong cop turns up, you know? And, like, are you really want to be the responsible? Because, I mean, like, the Culture Kings, they did a really great episode on this, and this is why, you know, they're our top, one of our top podcasts. But uh, they were talking about, you know, how... The police aren't there just because you're annoyed. That's not their job, mm-hmm. you know. And and the thing is, like these people, they're they're making things out to be worse than it is. So the police show up thinking it's one thing when it's just not what that is. And it's like, I just I don't. And something else I don't get is why would you want to be that person? Why would you want to be the per? I wouldn't want to go viral because I called the cops on somebody or some stupid shit. Especially a black girl selling water. That's some. That's. A, I mean, she she had to step down for her lost business. She lost. She was a CEO. Had to step down because people left and right were like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do business with her company anymore." Uh, then she's on television with her crocodile tears, acting like she's the victim, and it's just like, I wouldn't do that because I don't want to be that person. And that's the thing for me. It's just. You can't do it in this day and age. Everyone literally has a camera on their phone. So mm-hmm. if you start doing something racist or acting something racist, someone can take a picture, and with the picture, they can connect the dots, their crumbs. We have left breadcrumbs of who we are all over the fucking yeah. place. I couldn't hide who I was if I did something racist as fuck. They'd find out where I work. They'd find out where I live. You know, and that's the way it should be. People yeah. should be afraid of being a racist asshole. And I'm glad that people are get dealing with consequences of it. Just stop calling the police on black people. Like, let black people live. Let black, brown people, white people, poor people, people. Just let people live. If someone's breaking into a home, you know, cool, call the police. But just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean you need to call the police. Right. If, if your neighbor is playing his music too loud past midnight... Just knock on their door, maybe. You know, just not a reason to call the police. Exactly. Or just, you know, put your own music on. Put some headphones on and go back to sleep. 
Like, don't escalate something, or don't cause something to escalate because you put your frustrations into something that causes yeah. everything. Those dominoes fall and people lose their lives. Mm-hmm. And speaking of consequences, um, for once, in what seems like for the first time in a long time, there are some police officers who are facing some consequences. In two separate occasions over the last two weeks, there have been cases, one in uh, Florida, one in Georgia, that's not correct, sorry, one in Philadelphia, one in Georgia, um, where officers had made stops, uh, and at some point the suspects or people who had been stopped either ran away or attempted to run away. Uh, In Philadelphia, Antoine Rose Jr. uh, was in a vehicle that had been stopped. The driver was taken out of the car and was being cuffed. He and a buddy who was in the back seat got out and ran away, and within three steps of him leaving, an officer shot him in the back uh, without telling them to stop, without giving issuing a command, without seeing a weapon or anything to shot him. He's been charged with um, murder, uh, was given bail, and is awaiting trial. The officer in Florida, much the same thing, pulled someone over, somebody ran, uh, and he was shot in the back. Uh, again, no instructions, um, no attempt to pursue. Uh, both departments have basically said, you know, that's not our policy, and this is not, you know, a person who does this. But I think one of those, and, and I, f- I forget which one, you say things like that's not our policy, but then you look at the fact that that, that guy should not have been hired in the first place because. He had, he admitted to domestic violence on you know his res, his his interview or paperwork or whatever, and then he had been charged with possession of marijuana, possession of marijuana evading police, and assault on an, uh, on an officer. On an officer, I'm like, and he still got a job. Yeah, that was the officer in Georgia, and literally that's the one where you look at and you're like. Who is running your HR department? Right. And or whose cousin is he? Because that seems like the only way someone could get this job. The one in Philadelphia was even weirder. It's just like the guy who shot um, Mike, Officer Michael Rosefeld, who um, killed Antoine Rose Jr., um, had literally been sworn in like six hours earlier. Yeah. Like he had been hired, did two weeks of training, um, I believe he had worked at another precinct before, um, but like you're six hours into your your first shift at this place, and you shoot someone in the back. Yeah, like I mean, it's one of those. But then again, the question is, will they even be uh, convicted? Yeah, I mean, listen, the fact that they're even charging him—I don't think being charged anymore is a big deal. No, no, if no, they're not being convicted. I, I think it's a. I still think it's a big deal. Most. Most officers, it doesn't even make it to the grand jury. Um, the fact that it will go to trial, and the fact that there will be discovery, there will be evidence presented. Mm-hmm. Like every time, unfortunately, one of these guys gets off, it still it helps in one way because it gives you another example to show people to say, "Hey, you know, this shit is happening, and we have to fix it." Yeah, and and uh, speaking of other shootings. Um... There was a shooting recently in the, in the newspaper. Yeah, up in Baltimore. Um, the Constitutional Times, I believe it was. Uh, five people were killed, multiple injured. Um, the guy basically came in with a shotgun, 
blew out the front window and then was going around shooting people. And, again, I mean, it's just America with our gun culture. You know, um, a guy who, on the common sense uh, test, eye test, should not have been able to get a weapon. Uh, a guy who had, you know, just mental stuff in his background, I believe, um, had some physical violence in his background as well. Stalked a girl. Yeah. Like, dude, I heard the, I think, I'm, I think I remember the Daily Zeitgeist I heard this story. Yeah, they were talking about how the fact, um... He was pissed at the 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 uh, newspaper for he tried to sue them for defamation because they printed exactly what he did, and then the judge had to tell him that you you can't sue for defamation when you're not even disputing the truth of the facts, you know. Um, so that's what got him pissed, and then of course he's a Trump supporter, and, and that kind of started this whole conversation about whether or not. You can blame the right and Trump, and because a few days before this all went down, Milo Yalanakpo, whatever, uh, was was talking about how he can't wait for people to start shooting reporters, and then two days later this happened, and, and I don't think you can't say that Milo is the cause of this. To an extent, I don't think, but I will say that Trump and Milo and the right and these people who keep saying that that the the media are the enemies. I mean, Trump has said that they're the enemies of the people of the mm-hmm. state. You know, so when you you're you're adding to a atmosphere where things like this are more likely to happen. You know, the, these words aren't falling on deaf ears, and they are falling on on the ears of people who will do stupid shit like this. I mean, the fact that we had a, a last year was it a, a pizza parlor was shot up because people thought that they they were trafficking children in the basement. Yep. This guy. So it's like you you can't just go around flippantly saying this stuff and then trying to claim that it's a joke. Uh, you're just trolling. Yeah. And that's the thing that really bothers me about that. It's just like one, the idea that um, news sources like CNN and M- MSNBC aren't holding Fox and the president and Milo and all these people to task for this. People should be like pissed about this yeah the fact that i mean listen during the election before he even became president there were people walking around with t-shirts and signs threatening the press i remember there were all those t-shirts you saw was like how do you improve the press it was like a tree and a rope right you know like so and he would at his rallies point out the press and say those are the bad guys right there yep those are your enemies they're the enemy of the people they're enemy of freedom and yet like they take no responsibility for the fact that not just the fact that he was one of their supporters, but like the fact that people are targeting the press now. Yeah. Like your words have, have meaning and a real leader would come out and say, listen, this has gone overboard. People need to not be targeting. We need to understand that we cannot live in a society where people are afraid to report the truth. But that's a, a bigger man than Trump could ever be. Unfortunately, and, and what really sucks is like the GOP is not doing something about it. Like when we first went into this whole Trump thing, I thought the GOP would at least be the people to, you know, rein back the the craziness a bit. You know, when when Trump would go out and say something crazy, like we're gonna do this, and, and come out with some crazy task, I I thought that the the GOP would be there to be like, okay, yeah, we're not really gonna do that. We're just, you know, but it just seems like they're 
they're on board for everything. And, and I think we're at a point now, I mean, this is one of the things that we've been talking about continually, but we're at a point now that if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Republican, you've got to own up to everything. You can't be like, I'm here for the fiscal uh, conservative or whatever. I'm here for the, the you know, the, the tax breaks, but I'm not on board with the separating children and, and the racism, you know? Like, no, you got to own that shit too because if, if you're not doing something to stop it, then you're part, then of, it. You're part of it. And, and, and listen, I say this all the time whenever someone pushes back against this. I was an Obama supporter through his his administration, but and I while I spoke out and was uh, opposed to his bombing, like his indiscriminate drone bombing, his deportation. As a supporter of that administration, I gotta own that, you know. Right. When people are like, "Oh, you supported like almost imperialism," or you supported deportation, uh, yeah, I unfortunately that was part of the package I bought. Which which brings me to, to something. Um, I, I'm wondering, are you still uh, not voting for lesser two evils? I'm still not voting for lesser two evils. I really am not. I listen. It pisses me off to hear that because you know what? I'm sorry, but when when we see just how evil this evil you is, you know what's funny? No. You were the let it burn type. That was your you. You converted me to the temple of let it burn, <laughs> and then you walked away from the flames. I'm still here. I'm. I have. You raised me in the temple and let it listen. I this... guess the thing is, like, it's if it was a let if, if it was a demo, if it was a demolition, if it was a a uh, push down the plunger and the TNT is gonna go off, maybe I'd be let it burn. But that's not what's happening. It's a slow blur. It is. It is slow. It's 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 very. It's like they're throwing salt in your yard, so nothing's gonna grow. You know, they, they, they let some rats loose, so your property value is yeah. going to go down. Like it, I, it's taking too long, you know? I mean, if it was one of those things where, I, like, I, I, I'd be okay with the let it burn if it was going to be something where they were actually... But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm living in a rat-infested, no, no lawn house, and that's just not cool. And that's the reason why you got to get out of North Carolina, come up to Massachusetts. It doesn't matter, it's still the blue shield it's still where... America. Where we're we're like England looking at the continent, just being like, mm, I feel for my I feel for my brothers over there, but we're gonna sit over here. Because I mean, honestly, for me, it's not all that bad. Like, I don't think things are gonna change too much. <clears throat> Excuse me, things aren't gonna change too much for us. No, I, I mean, mean, honestly, but you know, you're about to start having kids. Your kids are gonna be fucked, man. I, I hate to think of the world of the America that they're going to grow up in. It's a, that's the thing. They're already fucked. That's environment's already fucked. Economics already fucked. Because technology right now is at this point where they're gonna automation spend, They're going to spend their whole lives repairing the shit. What have we done? baby boomers. What have we done? No, 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 not us. I'm talking about the baby boomers. No, I'm saying. That's my point. We're doing the same thing. No, we're gonna spend our, gener- our, ge- no, oh, our generation okay. is gonna be fixing this shit. But that's our the thing, though. But that's the thing, though. Like our, our generation is not 
we're not in a position to fix anything. That's, we're just trying to swim right now. But that's our point. That's, we're, we're treading water. And that's the and that's the thing. Like I'm the millennials, a, the younger millennials are the ones who are gonna have to fix everything. And that's the reason why I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm fuck treading water as the boats go by. Let's start breaking holes in the. Let's start sinking all the boats. Let's start. If you want to do that, the then boats. you need to vote Republican every day. No, I'm not day. voting Republican every day. I because uh, listen, I not that I, have, I don't have faith in the DNC or in the Democrats. I just don't. Um, but because it uh, and listen, I'm on a short. I'm on a short plan as it goes, anyways. Like, um, I already, you know, I, I look at this. I look at stuff. I'm already like a foot out the door. I feel like that half the time, and I I know after Trump's election right before people are like, oh, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to this. Like, I never took that shit seriously, but over these first almost two years of his administration, like, I am now at the point. I'm now at the point where I am ready to potentially leave this country, because if if this country goes further to the right in 2018. That means it's going to go way right in 2020. That means this country isn't going back. That's that would be but a that's trend. The thing, you know, moving. That's that's a that is a significant population saying we are okay with this racism, with this misogynism. But that's this- not that's what the thing is. I don't think it's that at all. What I think we're seeing right now is the last gasp of. The last gas of the baby boomers, the last gas of racism, the last gas of nationalism, and the problem is that their their breath, their last breath, is gonna reach way far. I, I get that, but the youth don't care. The youth do care. Do they? Because they don't show up. I I think that's all changing. I think twenty eighteen is gonna be interesting. And, we'll see. And that's, but the problem. That's what but I the said. problem is, even when they do show up, you have a bunch of baby boomers doing. I mean. The, the the Supreme Court were just like gerrymandering is okay. It's like, but you can the numbers. There's no way to get around. That. Yes, there is because the numbers still outweigh. There's still more young people than there are baby boomers, and that's the thing. That's the reason why I said 2018 for me is super important because if 2018 comes and the right wins, and they're going to win though. The, the, they're not. They don't. I don't think so. I think you think we're taking back the house. I don't think we're going to take back the house. I think we're going to take significant seats. You I think, think we're going to take you back to the Senate? I think they will defend enough seats to to keep it either at a 50-50 or to potentially take seats. Then that's status quo. Then nothing it's not changes. status quo because right now they have the majority. If you could have it 50-50 with one of them being an independent, that allows you more wiggle room. That's not the point. The point of the matter is this. If the right wins a bunch of things, that means that all this, all this women marches, all this resistance, all that other shit, all the... You know, fighting back, we're going to push back against um, gun rights for with, with sensible gun control. That means all that shit's just what it always has been. Smoke and mirrors, fads to make people feel good. And if that's what America's going to be, I don't want a part of that. Because, like you said, my wife and I are thinking about um, having children soon. And if I have kids, I have, a, I have friends in Europe, I have friends in Canada, and... If their kid gets sick, they don't have to worry about losing everything, you know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to live that life. And, I, and not only that, going back to Culture Kings, the episode they had with um, the young woman, the British actress. Yeah, like when she was talking about like first coming to America and seeing the way blacks were treated and being like, you know, I've come to this this realization that you know America has this almost apartheid light 
situation in, in some areas. Obviously, it's not as bad as what's going on in Palestine or what went on in South Africa, but there are just some places in this country that as a black person, your life is always at risk. Here's why I'm I'm more optimistic, and maybe it's just because I, I, maybe I'm naive, but I think... I think the reason things will get better is because just statistically speaking, there's no way for them to not get better. And what I mean is it's a bold statement. There, it is a bold statement, but there are more minorities being born. I mean, I hate, I hate to take something out of the, the white nationalist racist handbook, but there's truth to it. The fact that I think, uh, a couple years ago was the first time when there were more minority children born than than white kid white kid children being born. Uh, I think this next twenty, I want to say twenty twenty, is going to be the first graduating class where there be more minority children graduating than than white children. But, so what I'm saying is minorities are out. <laughs> I hate to, once again I hate to use a white nationalist term, but minorities are outbreeding white people so they're going to be a minority soon and i mean people have been talking about this forever you're assuming that they that they won't put themselves in enough of a position of power where they can't where they cannot nullify that through law i don't think they would have to go straight jim crow and that's just not going to happen yeah because that's never ever happened that's just it it happened but it never it has not happened in a modern sense where you're telling me that a fascist nation can that they're going to be america i don't think america can go fascist I really don't. People talk about Trump administration being fascist. America cannot go fascist because there's just too many people who be like, "Enough is enough," you know. And there's this this phrase, um, this quote, and I'm, I'm sorry that I don't know who who said it off the top of my head, but I think it was Benjamin Franklin or, or um, one of the founding father types. He said, "Like when you make um, opposite peaceful opposition impossible, you make violent opposition inevitable." And I think if they keep trying to change the law so that they stay on top, then that's exactly what's going to happen. We will have another civil war, and it won't be good for them. won't be good for anyone. Some of those dudes have access to very big bombs. They ha- yes, but, I mean, it's it's Billy Bob and, and all of them. And, yeah, they're going to take some people out. Oh, it's but... not just Billy Bob. It's there are people in the military who think that way. We know for a fact that police... The military have been infiltrated by white nationalists and white supremacists and Aryan groups like that. I think they're drinking their old Kool-Aid, and when sh- when the shit hits the fan, they'll be very surprised. All it takes is one really dedicated believer in a position of power. That's all it takes. Hmm. Anyways, I mean, like I said, 2018 for me is really big because if shit continues to go bad, I'm not staying on this boat while it sinks. Like, I'm just... I'm I'm just not. I know for a fact there's a better existence out there mm-hmm. that you know. Just I wouldn't need to subject myself to being a potential second second class citizen in this country. Like I think about the fact that like there are places in this country that I just won't go to because they're nice places, but I'm just like there's no way I'm going there. Not me being a black guy. Definitely not me being a black guy married to a white one. That's the fix you put in two targets on me. And obviously, it's extreme. But, but... That's very extreme. And I just don't... I mean... 
There's still sundown towns. There are sundown towns, but I mean, there are not in sundown towns any place you would want to go. That's not true. They're really beautiful beaches in Alabama. Get the fuck out of here. There are. My buddy you... got my buddy got married in Dauphin Island. That place is fucking gorgeous. I tell you, I went from the airport to Dauphin Island, back to the airport to pick up Becky, back to Dauphin Island. We barely got off that island. It was like stay in the neighborhood, stay in the fucking neighborhood. And I'm sure there's historic shit around there. Great barbecue and pit places, but... But, uh, once again, I just, I don't know. Like, those places are going to die out. I mean, they're already dying out. You hope? No, what I mean is dying out as in those are those disgruntled people who white privilege didn't help them any. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... They're ghost towns. Uh, Whole Midwest isn't a ghost town. Minneapolis is quite... Yeah, but who the fuck wants to go to Indianapolis? People who live in Indianapolis don't want to live in Indianapolis. Fair enough. Fair enough, I guess. And I said Minneapolis, not Indianapolis. Oh. Well, Wisconsin's stuff kind of state. Yeah. That's um, a special kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, speaking of special kind of fucked up, what state was it where the judge just basically ruled that children don't have a fundamental right? To learn to read. It was a write. federal judge. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what state it was in. But yeah, man, if there's one thing I would want to see spread across this government, it is term limits for judges, for politicians. Number one, congressional politicians, you should only be able to serve three terms, mm-hmm. and then you're out. And, and that's the thing because like term limits wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a necessity. In a time when you died by 50. Oh, well, not only that, you were a part... No one was a full-time politician back in the day. Right. You went for a few sessions, and you went home, and you farmed, and you did whatever you did to support your family and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't until people were like, oh, I can become a politician, and I can get paid for access, basically. Yeah. So, that's one thing where... Here's a question. This is out of left field, but do you think... Vito, Vito O'Rourke is going to beat uh, uh, Ted, Cruz? Ted Cruz? No, he's not going to beat him. Like, listen, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, the fact that Ted Cruz continues to win and has won before tells me that people... And again, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about, like, the reason but why I have thing, so... But though, it's like, Texas uh, is becoming purple. Purple-ish. It's, Texas will be... I. By yeah. 20... Yes, before I die. 28. No, yeah, 2030 will be... 2030, maybe. Maybe. Probably 2040. But, like, again, this is the problem I have... This is the problem I have with you optimists. Like, this whole idea of, like, oh, let's play the long run. Yeah, let's I play think the long game, you the have to play game, the long game. The long game doesn't fucking work. The long game Here's has to why. Work. I'll tell you why the long game does work. Because... Just think about the fact that there was a time not too long ago where Republicans were all against all. The fact that most Republicans have somewhat embraced marriage equality is a big deal. And it didn't take that long for it to happen. But that had nothing to do with embracing it. They didn't have a choice. But that's my point. But that's, that's not, but that's not embracing it. No, think about think about all the times that conservatives have held Dude, lines. That is not conservatives. Em- they 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 died on the hill of segregation. 
conservatives died on a hill in interracial marriage. They die on these stupid hills and they accept this thing. And then the conservatives of today will look back at those things and be like, oh no, that was wrong then. But they don't see that they're wrong now. Like, history Listen, always I, judges these people I, I wrong. I get that. History I, always leaves them behind. I get that. However, on the, on the massive scale across things, yes, it's nice that we have token stuff like marriage, but those don't really matter to life. Like, those are all nice things to have. Those are all dressings. Like, the fact that wage inequalities are still terrible. The fact that... But that's going to change. That's, why? What evidence do you have that that's going to change? It hasn't changed in the last 50 years. Because it, it hasn't, hasn't been changed. an issue. Because more Wages? people are people are mobilizing now. What where was it? Uh, San Francisco just made fifteen dollar minimum wage a thing. Oh wow, San Francisco, Seattle. You have two cities in okay. all of the United States. It happened in Mississippi too. I'll have to look that up because I got no proof of that. I think it was Montgomery with That's the last in Alabama, one. and I definitely oh, don't Montgomery. believe that. Okay, I definitely don't believe that. We'll have to look it we'll up. We'll have but, to look it up. It did happen. The the point I'm saying is everyone's what what. I think Chris Rock said it best, where he's just like, just because you guys aren't lynching us now, that's not progress. That's just you not being assholes. Like, that's what basically all the quote-unquote progress that everyone talks about, it really just shit heads and shitty people no longer being assholes. That's not real progress. No one's really gained anything. It is progress, the fact that we're not getting lynched anymore. I mean, that's not progress. It is progress. That's, if, and if that's progress, then you have the lowest bar of progress. The fact that you can't get lynched in America is progress because there was a time when that would happen to you. Though that is progress. No, is- that's just people who were sadistic animals being more humane. Because of fear of the law. That's it. That's not progress. That's the way things should have been. It, progress, right, it should have progress been. Is progress saying, is no. moving towards the way it should be. No. If your house is on fire and the fire department is, has been, normally when your house is on fire, the fire department just watches it burn and then no, and then no, they start putting the that's, fire that's, out. That's, that's basically good, what you're that's saying. That's not a good analogy. That's no, basically what I'll you're tell you saying. what it's like. It's like if, 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 um, you have a bunch of shit, a bunch of dishes in your house that you haven't done. Your place is a mess because you're just hoarding everything. And then you start cleaning things up and you start taking out all the, the cat feces from your 100 cats and you get rid of them. Yeah, your place is still a bit of a mess, but you're still progressing. That's what it's like. We're clearing uh, out the trash. I disagree. We're getting rid of the things that I, are bad. I disagree. Because and it's taking no, a long time, but it's happening. I disagree. The reason why your analogy doesn't work is because you were doing that to yourself. You weren't. I'm saying no. the house is the country. No, but that's my point. But you, the difference would be if you were a child in that house. You are a child in no, that house. No, but that's my point. You, in your analogy, you were the person who was causing the mess. That's not, that's not, because the person who's causing the mess isn't the victim. The person who caused, I mean, they sort of the victim, but they're victimizing themselves. In this case, that's the reason why mine works better. I have this place that's that's burning down, or people are setting my house on fire, and I'm running to the fire department saying, can you guys put them out? And they're like, no, fuck you. Now, now, 30, 40, 50 years later, the fire department, re- you know, begrudgingly puts my fire out. That's not progress. They should have been putting my fire out for they 40 fucking have. years. They should have. I agree with you. But that's but my it's, point. It's, it's not progress. progress. That now they have to do that. That's not progress. That's it's just, not progress you no, like, but no, it's still it's progress. progress. I'm sorry. It's not progress. It just isn't. It's not. Well, you tell us if this is progress. I disagree, one hundred percent. I'm saying progress is it. Sometimes it takes long, and sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes it's not pretty. I just but at the rate that we're going, 
I'm saying it'll take it's gonna 10 take generations a lot. before no, people not. will before black people will make just twenty cents less than their average white counterparts. No, I think that when when you're talking to your grandkids, you'll be telling them about some outlandish shit that they will never be able to comprehend. And talking about like they'll be you'll, you'll say to them, yeah, then the police used to kill black folks left and right for no reason and they'll be like what why did they do that why did they allow that and they won't they won't be able to comprehend that's what i'm saying we heard those stories as kids but we also heard stories of people being lynched i know but my point that doesn't happen my point is our it could be very well that when our kids are when our grandkids are born or my grandkids since you don't want kids when my grandkids are born that they might they very well could still be shooting black people that's reasonable, but but I think at the same time there there's all these other intangibles like the fact that your grandkids are not going to know a time when they don't see themselves on television. That's just not going to happen. Yes, and again, your children won't see th- that. Those time. are nice cherries on top of a shit sandwich. But, but but no, it's not because those things build to other things. There's no evidence to prove that there are still people being killed at high rates and disproportionately. Black people. There's nothing to. There's nothing in the last twenty, ten, five, or three, two, one years to even suggest that that is going to change. I'm telling you, you're, I'm because, like I said, intangibles. The fact that that children of color can see themselves on television and see themselves in good positions, you don't know what that's going to do. And I'm telling you that it is helping kids. That there are kids out there that are like, that has, I can be yeah, a scientist. Good for those kids. That has can, nothing to do with cops. Shooting black people it has nothing to do with minorities making less than white people. It has nothing to do it, with the system does, of white supremacy because, that continues because, to incarcerate, to kill, <laughs> to assault black and brown bodies more than they do white ones. That there's there's no evidence to prove that anything in our history is going to change that in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Other than Whatever hope you're dreaming are. Well, on episode 1000, we'll talk about this when when I when I'm laughing at you because they closed I hope the, so. when they closed the, so. the the for profit prisons and shit. I seriously hope so. I used to be like this because you know what the <laughs> fact that you have these like governors like in California commuting sentences for people for marijuana and stuff that's progress. You can't tell me it's not. That's progress. That's progress. But again, it's the smallest bar of progress. It's not. Hello there. Uh, pardon the interruption. Um, we had a little technical difficulties. The computer crash kind of midway through when we were. Uh, broad, uh, recording our little episode. Um, so we were too busy having fun to actually finish recording. So I'm back here in Charlotte. Jonathan's up in Gloucester, uh, not Gloucester, because apparently you say it like that and people make fun of you. Um, even though it may, might be spelled that way. And let's not get talked. No, let's not even talk about what Worcester. 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 Worcester, whatever. Spelled like Worcester. Don't worry, man. I did the same thing. I moved up here. I was like, we're, the f- we're heading towards Worcester. Everyone in the car starts laughing at me, and I'm like, fuck you guys. Why don't you spell your shit right? Right? Right. Anyway. So, yeah. So, um, 
I think the last thing we were talking about, you were complaining about there not being progress and or, or, or sufficient enough progress to warrant my optimistic nature. And that's just the thing for me. It's I like being you know what it is? The the way um the way people are so optimistic about the small changes. And again, I, I think I related this to um, Chris Rock when he says, you know, it's not that people have made progress. People just aren't being shitheads anymore. Um, it's the same way I, I equate it to, like, the moral high ground, you know? That shit don't spend. Yeah, it's nice that I'm not getting lynched. It's nice that I can drive around with my white wife and not have to worry about someone deciding they're going to kill me. But, like... If that's if that's your measure of progress, then yeah, fucking everything's processed. But like I said, you know, there's that thing that Martin Luther King said about the moral center of the universe uh, is long, but it always curves in the right direction or whatever. And that that's just how I see. It. Like, it it's not exactly where we want it to be, or even where it should be. I'll give you that. I'll give you that out the gate. You're right on that. But it's getting there. I I and I I think that's that's why I'm saying. As bad as things are, and they are bad. Don't get me wrong, but they're nowhere near. I mean, we don't have to deal with the same shit to at least to the same level that our parents did, you know. Uh, and I don't think that that's something you get sneeze at. That's just where I'm coming from. I guess we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah, like I said, episode one thousand. Uh, I think you'll be eating your words. <laughs> Could we even have a thousand episodes of this show? I mean, technically, I guess we could. What year would that put us at? Uh, let's see, fifty-two a year. Take us. Let's say we did fifty a year. Uh, so that's a hundred every two years. Twenty, 20 years? years? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we think I want to talk twice to you. Weekly. I don't want to talk to you for twenty years, bro. No, we'd have to do twice weekly for <laughs> sure. Uh, so, um, I guess we can close out. I just want to talk about, uh, 4th of July. How was that for you? I mean, I was there. Oh, it was great. You know, got to sit on the beach, got way too hot. Uh, got so fucking sun drenched. And I mean, it was, this was one of the rare years where, um, I didn't pass out because I was drunk. I passed out because I was literally tired from being in the sun and sweating. Yeah, and, and for me, I think it what made it weird was like it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you have to have uh, recuperate from your own vacation, you know, and, and that's kind of what I had to do. Like I came back, I was like, I'm gonna do all this stuff when I get back. Did jack shit. Like Thursday was, it seemed like a day that took forever. Uh, I, I I went to bed. I was like, my God, I was in Boston. Uh, you know, at this time last night, you know, because, and then it hit me like I was on the plane and it was a long ride. Uh, it was just, uh, I mean, it was a good trip. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time and, and, and I hope with my new schedule, I'll be able to do it more often. Well, we'd love to have you up here more often. Yeah. Um, and obviously can't wait for you to move, move up. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I kept hearing from everybody. So, so you're moving up here soon? Like, okay, everybody's everybody wants that to happen. Like, oh, faster yeah. than I'm, I'm ready for it to happen. But uh, 
Because, like, one of the things that's not holding me back, I won't say anything's holding me back, but it's like, I don't want to be, like, a freeloader or anything. And I know that's a stupid thing to worry about, but... It really is. That's the kind of person I am. That's really true. It is who you are. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you gotta, at some point, you just gotta remember, hey, you know, uh, you're not freeloading, it's family. Right. You know? And not only that, we want you here, so it's not like we're like, man, this motherfucker's coming up here and... They're like, fuck, when is he going to get here? Yeah, because I know uh, Becky was talking about trying to get me up there Oof. before fall. Listen, she was telling you before you decided about moving up here that you were going to move up here in July. Right. That's going to be here for the summer. And I was like, yo, uh, calm that down. Yeah. Calm but, that down. I mean, this summer I'm going to try to work as much as I can, save up my little mess egg, and then put in the transfer and October, November, I'm thinking. That's my plan. That is my plan. Well, we can't wait for you to get here, so move on up. Moving on up to the north side. Moving on up. Woo! Um, yeah, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, since since we had this weird recording where we're splitting up the record, uh, we get to th- we could talk about uh, Scott Pruitt. Oh yeah, that motherfucker's gone. Although, again, this is one of those things where I think everyone is so uh, caught up in the fact that he's no longer there that they are not looking at the fact that he's not going to prison, at least not yet. You know, it doesn't help. And this isn't just a Trump thing. This really is a government elite power wealthy thing i'm tired of seeing wealthy people get fines i'm tired of seeing wealthy people be allowed to resign and just continue on with their life mm-hmm. uh people need to start going to jail for the shit they do and, do you and think not that just was even a, a possibility i mean in a listen in in most other first world western nations someone doing all the scandalous shit that he did mismanaging government funds the way that he did would be at least looking at a trial and a you know they'd have to sit in front of the government and and say you know why was this allowed why did you do this yada 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 blah 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 that shit in america they just you know you you just pay your fine if you even pay a fine or you just resign and you go on with your life like i don't understand how I mean I get it I just it makes me sick to think that this is basically where we are you know yeah I mean I think it's just a a case of the you know it's just the people not wanting to hold other people accountable and shit like that and I kind of wonder if the if the shoes on the other foot if the Democrats would have done the same but then I think about Al Franken and I think no Mm mm-hmm and that's the thing that just like really pisses me off. It's just the idea that um the idea that that these people are going to from Pruitt to uh you know, all these guys in Trump's administration. And again, I'm saying I'm obviously picking on Trump because I hate the dude, he's a piece of shit, I hate his administration, they're tearing this country apart. But there are other people who are doing bad things in all other administrations and they don't go to jail. And you know what makes me mad? I think about the number of people, both 
civilians and some celebrities who end up in jail, usually minorities, for tax evasion, right? Mm -hmm. Yet you have people who, politicians who coming for cabinet positions, you find out have missed paying taxes for two or three years, and they're just allowed to write a check and then move into this position of power. Like, how is that sane and how is that allowed? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, he said he was going to drain the swamp and he just brought the swamp with him. And not even trying to drain the swamp, just straight up swamp-a-thon. And not the cool one. Not the cool one. And I think that, for me, is basically where it's at. I'm just tired of the idea that um, bad people are are almost encouraged to get away with their shit. Yeah. I don't want that shit. But I think, I really think everyone is going to get their comeuppance. That's just the way, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the, I think, like I said, I've said it before, it's one thing that worries me about this whole Mueller thing is that, you know, I, I think he, it's not going to be good either way, you know. I mean, either he's going to find something or he's not, and one side's going to be really emboldened and they're really going to show their ass off. And, like, I... I because I'm on the left, I hope that he does find something because, like, I feel like whoever loses with the Mueller thing, uh, the, the other side, the winner, kind of have carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, I have faith that they're going to – everyone who has been indicted is going to be convicted. I have 100% faith in that. Um, I'm not sure that I care about – uh, like, would it be nice to get Trump impeached? True, it would be great. But I'm just okay with. Oh, I'm almost would prefer that he be declawed than he be removed because I am one of those people who thinks that Mike Pence would be much worse. Well, here's the thing. I think if for some reason Trump was impeached or had to resign in disgrace or whatever, Mike Pence would he'd just be a lame duck president. Like he would not be able to get anything done. Because he would just be there holding the place for the next uh, president. Mm, I I, I want to believe that. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, I think, if anything, he would be able to say, listen, I tried to stop this stuff. I tried to be a straight and narrow guy. This is all Trump. These are all people connected to him, not connected to Pence. You know, there aren't any Pence people in the administration, really. So he would have that um, ability to... To almost be clean. Mm, I don't think so. Because I think people would be like, we're not going to allow you to. Because he would just. I, I he, think you're putting way too much faith in people, right? May, may people are already. People are already. I mean, uh, but look, I they think, already elected. But I, like I said, already, it, I think it's, it would be different if Trump had to resign or leave a disgrace. Because then people would be like, we're not. You know, we got rid of Trump and we're not about to let Mike Pence come in and do it you know, continue on whatever Trump was doing because that's what Pence would do. So I, I don't, that's why I say, see, I don't think Pence would do, I, I think Pence would, would do what Republicans want him to do without like, you know, the last, the year and a half where Trump was fucking up before he got the tax bill mm -hmm. passed. I don't think Pence would have done any of that shit. He would have, he would have been much more effective, but I, right. He would have been more effective and efficient because he, with people who know, you know, like the the only thing saving us is the incompetence of Trump. But that's that's my point. Worse. That's the reason why that's the reason why I think um, if 
That's the reason why I think if... Um, I don't think Pence would have done anything different, except for the only thing he would have done different is he would not have pissed off gotten our it allies. Done. Well, that's the thing. He would have gotten it done. That's my point. Right. Like, and, and that's why I say if, if Trump left, then people want to be like, just because Trump's gone doesn't mean that you get to do it because you're, you know, you can't be more efficient at what Trump wanted, at, at Trump's agenda, basically. I, I disagree. I think if, if Trump, if Trump doesn't get elected or if Trump is removed, let's say he get, is removed and, and Pence has like a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. right? I think Pence will be able to get that agenda moving without all the racist misogynist mistakes that trump did he'll make it look prettier than what it actually is right i agree with you he will i think he will try to make it look prettier but people will be like this is just trump without you know with better branding and we're not going to let that happen we got rid of trump and we're not about again again you're you're way too confident you're way too confident in people people elected an asshat like trump you think that those moderates who either sat out not moderates but those people who Wanted to vote for the right but couldn't vote for Trump, wouldn't vote for Pence. You don't think the blue dog Democrats wouldn't want to vote for Pence? All those Democrats in red-leaning states would would love to slide and, and be able to walk the middle of the line and say, hey, I tried to reach across. They can't do that now because because Trump is such an asshole and, and is so hated by people who aren't basically Trumpians and conservatives. You put Pence in there, and that's a guy who, outside of his leaning for um, or his views on LGBTQ, that's a guy who can get stuff done that would really harm okay. people. That, But it wouldn't With look like it. Said, I just had a, a horrible look into the future. My crystal ball gave me a vision, and I can see a uh, press conference where uh, Schumer and Pelosi are saying we need to heal the country and work across the aisle and and, and and put away partisanship and whatever all that and bullshit. give and give yeah. president give president pence a chance yeah. to prove to us that maybe he's different from from trump, from trump and, and and we're going to use this last year and a half to see if we can't re- yeah trust me You're all right. those establishment right. people would love to jump in his fucking basket and say i tried and then they could use that the centralists the centrists in in the uh, on the left would just use that to kill whatchamacallit to kill um any movements that progressives were looking for like that i'm telling you i would much rather have a declaw trump who had just has to sit there for a year and a half with all the shit and no one being able to trust him and no republicans willing to go out on a limb for him versus a reinvigorated um Right, right that believes that they can win two because if trump if if he came in as a vice president he'd still be able to do two full turns afterwards no he wouldn't no mm-hmm. no no uh that's not how it works i think it's a certain time limit if he serves more than 18 months it counts as a full term and he'd only be able to do one we're gonna have to check that i'm a political we'll be back with that right. answer on that we'll be back for that answer um, but yeah, so, I mean, again, yeah, it's great that Pruitt's gone, uh, but, you know, for, he got to get all those bo- benefits and, and boons with no real punishment, um, and in the end, you know, I, mm. no, I just, I, 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 I mm. Again, small victories that, in my mind, mean nothing. Uh, I, I, maybe I don't know. I think small, small victories make bigger victories. 
it's you know a foundation and all that I mean yeah that's yeah well this has been an interesting episode um okay I just looked and- it up uh a vice president can run uh if they become the president not not elected they can run for two full terms if and only if they serve less than two full years of the term of the president they replace yeah so at this point so basically he would have to be nominated so if trump got anything after next february 2016 2017 no 2017 20 yeah anything after next february he can run for two elections mm-hmm. and that's a scary idea I mean, Pence sucks as a personality. Who knows if he would catch on, but I think the right would get behind him just because the right, that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, we're sorry for the tardiness of this one because it's been like almost two weeks since uh, we put anything out. Uh just got we have vacations yeah, yeah crazy times um but uh we're back and we'll be back on a more regular schedule um most certainly so yeah uh once again we want to thank you all for listening we really appreciate it and as always speak your truth tell your story and stay woke stay woke it's so long all i forgot you folks our tag stay out. woke <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. You can find John at Tempe WMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis. That's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.